Welcome to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. I am your fabulous host, Walesa Norris, better known as Fash Feathers. I want to thank you guys for joining me on another episode of My Two Cents Emotional Healing Podcast. This is season six. We have wrapped up season five last week. If you haven't checked out season five, four, three, two, or one, I suggest you go back and listen to some of those shows, especially if you are just beginning your emotional healing process, because healing takes time. It's a lot of different steps. It's a lot of different knowledge we need to add to our lives, to have an open mind, to bring in good experiences, to be able to recognize red flags in others and in ourselves, and to develop self-love. So if you have not checked out seasons one through five, you want to go back and check out those seasons. With today being season six, I want to speak on emotional acceptance so we can change our mood, right, to happy and joyous mood or at least being content. We do know trauma does affect the way we behave, the way we act, the way we think, our relationships. When we going through anything that has been negative or caused a disruption in our life or a negative experience in our life, right, Sometimes that make us want to draw back from the world, from people. Some people take out um, the negative things that has happened or was said to them on themselves and go down a darker path, right? Or either get into drugs or drinking or making bad behavior choices. Now, if we understand we need to heal from what has happened to us or things that we have done, we can change the projective trajectory of our life, right? We don't have to keep staying in a negative mood state. We don't have to keep drawing in the same relation with the same type of relationships, just different people, right? Once we get the wisdom and we add it to our life. Now, like I told you guys, emotional healing takes time. Sometimes we won't know it until the end of our life. We won't master it until the end of our life. But just because you don't heal 100% right doesn't mean that you cannot enjoy your life, enjoy what you add, and remember the lessons and things that each experience in life taught you, whether that was with a relationship, whether that was in a career, whether that was in a family, whether that was in business, whether that was an accident, whether that was taking losses, right? It's a lot of different things that can cause trauma in our life and have our emotions all over the place. But if we learn to accept our emotions, right, and and look at it for what it is, right, it was it's an emotion. It is valid. It's neither negative nor good, right? But how can we handle this emotion to change our mood swings, to get us into a, a content state, to be able to accept how we are feeling and stop looking at it as a bad thing or a good thing? It's just the emotion. Of course, we want all emotions that bring us joy, but as life will have it, right? We have to have the good with the bad. And the only how we can overcome the bad is by being resilient, right? Being able to get over things that has disturbed our peace quicker instead of prolonging and prolonging and some people hold on to anger bitterness 
trauma for years and years and years. And I'm not saying that it's not valid, right? Your feelings was valid. What happened in your life was valid. But you want to move on and learn for what has happened so you can bring in positive things in your life. Restore good relationships with good people and being able to apply the wisdom you learn, whether good or bad, from whatever relationship or whatever that has went wrong, right? Because life has to continue to go on. You don't want to stay stuck in a negative mindset if you are emotional healing. And like I said, negative feelings come at us all, right? Stress come at us all. We all have been hurt, but we have to learn how to move on. Even if we don't heal all the way completely, we can still learn to enjoy life. So I would be giving steps on how to have emotional acceptance so your mood can change. You can want to get out and do things, follow your dreams, your goals. You can want to mingle with different people, right? And like I said, it takes time to get to that point. So if you haven't checked out seasons five through one, I encourage you to go check out different steps and different knowledge that I put in those seasons about relationships, about dealing with painful things. So, um, but this season is all about moving forward in our emotional healing journey, right? We want to move forward. We want to keep drawing in good things, good opportunities and the main thing we want to do is have faith in God I always tell you guys you cannot keep your emotional healing right because there's a lot of different teachings out there but you need God right because God is spiritual God is source God is the creator he is the creator of love now Satan is the creator of evil right but God can help you overcome evil once you go to him once you pray to him once you start reading your Bible you can learn a different perspective on things that has happened to you, things you're currently dealing with, or things you would deal with in the future with God on your side. And he can help you keep your emotional healing. He can give you a different outlook from different things from the stories in the Bible, because we are not the only one who had to heal, right, or go through emotional turmoil. It is people who have lived on this earth before us, and they left the knowledge, their experiences, and what God did in their life in the Bible. With that being said, you guys know that I am a woman of God, so I will be speaking on Queen Esther. I always give an example of someone in the Bible on every topic that I speak on on my emotional healing podcast so we can see that we were not the only ones that dealt with certain issues or different emotions or doing things that was wrong and we had to come to the knowledge that we have to change, that we have to grow, that we really want and desire love in our life, right? And we want to be loved. So I will be speaking on Queen Esther on season six because I love her name, Queen Esther. Real name is Hadassah. Hadassah remind me of my name, Walesa. And there's a lot that happened in Queen Esther's story, right? The first thing she had to learn to do was to accept to being different. And a lot of people, sometimes it's hard being different, right? Depending on our environments, our family that we grew up with, our circle of friends, our neighborhood. But if you learn to be different by doing the right thing, by requiring by requiring respect and giving respect, it may be hard if you're around a bunch of negative people or people don't see things from your point of view. It would be totally worth it. And I will show you that or speak on that with Queen Esther's story. So stay tuned after this commercial break. Are you looking for a speaker for your next event? 
Evangelist Walesa Norris is who your soul needs to be inspired. Book an appointment at fashfeathers.weebly.com. And when you feel good, you look good. That's why Walesa has outfits for every occasion. Wigs for any situation. And furniture that gives your home a new, new, new elevation. Whether you almost lost your mind from toxicity or emotional abuse, or just looking for guidance to help you take that next step, Walesa has created the perfect course to help you get a better understanding and to heal from emotional abuse. It's all available for purchase at keepmedifferent.com. Why would you want to shop at any other brand but one that has it all for growth, faith, style, and home decor? Lord, keep me different. Welcome back to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. Again, I am your fabulous host, Walesa Norris, better known as Fash Feathers. Now, before the commercial break, I told you guys season six is all about moving forward and our emotional healing journey. And if you are on step one, don't feel bad or do not compare your step one to someone's step 15, right? We all start and wake up and and try try to heal at different times but if you are on the same level as someone that's cool or if you're not right you can um, compare you guys this journey or knowledge on what you learned and how to deal with certain situations or certain things you have done in the past not a competing thing but a comparing thing so you can gain more wisdom from other people that you can add into your life experience now with that being said I want to speak on what is a emotional acceptance because we all have to learn how to control our emotions right in certain environments and certain situations and that can be hard if you have never was taught the tools on how to better your emotions right how to accept your emotions so you can deal with problems in a in a nice manner right or acceptable manner a respectable manner for both parties or all parties that's involved can be okay with it right whether you have to agree to disagree or whether you have to acknowledge and admit things that you have said or done that was wrong or what someone else has said that or done that was wrong to you right but you don't want to stay stuck on it you want to feel it you want to recognize what it is and you want to learn to accept it so accepting your emotions is really the willingness and the ability to accept and experience especially a negative emotions to experience and acknowledge it and observe it right let it pass I don't care how long it takes to let it pass because some things do take us off guard and we just can't get over a certain emotion right away, right? Sometimes we have to take a step back. We have to think about things that has happened in our life or what experience that just made us think negatively right and learn how what how we can move forward right without causing chaos without bringing drama without making without making the situation worse. So 
when you're learning to accept your emotions, especially in negative situations, here are some steps or things you may, obstacles you may have to deal with with trying to accept your emotions. And that is recognizing and admitting failure, right? Whatever you thought was going to go good, whether that was a relationship, whether that was a career, whether that was your finances, it can be a lot of different things, right? When you're trying to accept your emotion, you have to acknowledge what it is. Was it a failure on your part or whoever else part? Recognizing and admitting the failure and what didn't go right, right? You want to be able to disagree constructively. If you are having a debate or an argument or a talk about what did not go right, right? You don't want to get loud. You don't want to get angry. You don't want to uh, be judgmental, right? I mean, it's okay if you have to bring in some constructive criticism so people can see you your point of view on how things could have been different, but you want to do it in a respectable manner where everyone can feel like, okay, we can agree to disagree or I want to hear you out. And no one is going to want to hear you out, right? If you always pointing the finger, blaming them, talking about them, looking down on people, or if they are doing that to you, right? You're not going to want to handle things in a constructive way. So if everybody is on one accord and able to hear everybody's opinion out in a respectable manner, that's how you can accept the, your emotions, right? Under pressure. Another thing is you want to learn how to stay cool, calm, cool, and collect under pressure. Some things come at us all at once, right? And we don't know which one we want to deal with first right but we have to deal with it instead of avoiding it you want to stay calm because when you're calm right ideas can come to you or things that you can do or how to make a situation better can come to you faster but when you're angry and upset or you avoid avoiding accountability right don't know situation comes sometimes we can make it worse so once you calm down even though you may be angry even though it didn't turn out like how you want it to turn out if you calm down if that's taking a walk if that's drinking you some water if that's going out for a day or two just to get your mind clear to come back to deal with the situation that's what you want to do be calm when you are dealing with negative emotions or disagreements and things that did not go well or how you have planned it another thing is obstacles you may face when trying to accept your emotion is being open to different perspectives. It can't be your way or the highway, right? I mean, you may have some people that agree with you, but it's going to be some people that may not uh, agree with you, right? You have to be open to listen to everyone's point of view on a situation, on things that fail or did not go right, right? And be open to accepting maybe you hurt somebody right or maybe they did hurt you and you was trying to avoid it by being negative and stand offish so you want to be open-minded another thing you want to accept learn how to accept your emotion is forgiveness now, I did a show on forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of the hardest things in the human experience people deal with, right? It's hard to forgive, especially if the situation, the failure, the relationship, or something was very detrimental and hurtful, right? But you have to learn how to forgive. I know we say this all the time or we hear it all the time, right? Forgiveness is not for the other person. It is for us. And that is true because if you're holding on to anger and bitterness, 
circumstance or a person and what they did to you, you can't move forward, right? That is going to always be a negative emotion in your mind. And then you block your own blessings, right? God can bless you for work you haven't done. Now, we do know our God is a forgiving God, no matter what has happened to Jesus Christ, right? He had to forgive them even until death. He had to forgive those who persecuted him. And that can be hard, but it steps on forgiveness. And I did a show on that. You have to learn to be forgiven to anything that went wrong, no matter how hard, no matter how detrimental it was. I'm not saying you have to reconnect with certain people or go back around certain environments, but never forget what it taught you, right? I can forgive a person or a thing or whatever has happened in my life, but it taught me to what? Because most time when trauma or things go out of whack, or something like that it's because we didn't have the self-love or believing in ourselves that we deserve love and respect so you have to learn how to forgive the other party that took advantage of your kindness and you have to learn to forgive yourself for things that you didn't have in place or showing too much grace we do know we want to give people grace and mercy but like i always tell you guys um, a mistake is something that a person do that don't know but if they continually doing something that they know that is hurtful or they wouldn't like done to them that is not a mistake that is a choice and most people choose to hurt you because they are hurt so like I said you get a different perspective as you emotionally heal now with that being said, I want to tell you some ways that you can practice emotional wellness. First, you want to brighten your outlook on what's going on. People who are emotionally well have fewer negative emotions about difficulties, right? We can bounce back faster. Like I said, experience is the best teacher. If you have already been through some negative experiences and just different things, you learn what red flags is, right? With things that you don't like, things that people are saying, right? You want to be like, wait a minute, because I've been there before, right? So you want to brighten your outlook and not put yourself in a situation where you have to go back and forth. If you have already been through these same negative experiences before, the best thing you want to do is remove yourself. Why go back and forth? When you remove yourself, you like, hey, it was something that just did not work out. You know, I've been through it before and be proud of yourself because you handle it differently, right? I remove myself. This is how this environment is, is and I'm okay with it. I got to be okay with it and I'm gonna move forward. But if you are just beginning your healing journey, right, you may want to go back and forth. You may want to constantly get your point across. But if you constantly keep going through the same experiences with different people, you have to have a different outlook and you have to take a different step of action. You don't have to go back and forth with people, right? If you already told them your likes and your dislikes, you want to be observant. You want to see the red flags for what they is. You want to know that I don't have to stay in a situation longer than I ought to because you already know how it's going to end, right? If you already dealt with certain negative experiences before and you're seeing it come up again. Another thing you want to do when you're handling your emotions and accepting your emotions and learning to be emotional well, you want to reduce stress, right? Overthinking can make you stressed out, right? All the things that come at you at one time can stress you out. You have to be able to accept what you can do in situations and 
and be realistic. You don't want to be able to uh, sign up for everything. And now that's causing you stress and things you know that you can't get done. But because it was on your heart and you meant well and you want to do it, if you can't do it, you can't do it right. Do what you can do and don't overextend yourself. Don't overthink about certain things. When everything comes at you, put write down notes, right? I can do one thing at a time and this is what I can do. This is what I can add to the situation or this is what I can do. Either people going to have to accept it or not. Long as you accept it, right? And you know that it's the right choice. You know that's all that you can give and that you can do. You can be okay with it and that can help you reduce stress instead of overthinking, overextending yourself, over explaining yourself you explain it one time you come up with what you can do and be realistic not just over the top right if you know that you can't handle over the top now some people do have a high tolerance but some people have a low tolerance it's all about you right to reduce your stress doing what you can do showing up when you can show up and not adding extra stress in your life because life is already hard Another thing you want to do is get quality sleep. When you are trying to be emotional well and you are accepting your emotions, whether negative or positive, right? You want to be able to say, hey, I did this at a certain amount of time. I got to cut it off. Tomorrow's a new day. Let me get my sleep, right? eight hours of sleep. Some people say I sleep three hours or I sleep four hours and I'm good. But however long you need to sleep to rest your body, to quiet your mind, to sit around and meditate or to watch a movie to get your mind off of all the things that's pulling you or all the things you need to do, that's what you want to do before you go to sleep, right? You want to start winding down, whether that's meditation, whether that's exercise, whether that's watching a funny movie, whether that's doing whatever you need to do to start winding down from the day's stress and the day's problems and everything you have to handle. You want to start maybe an hour before you get ready to lay down. And then when you get ready to lay down, get some sleep. Try to get six to eight hours of sleep. Challenge yourself to sleep a little bit longer. You don't have to always be on the go, right? Because your body needs to calm down too. Our emotions is tied to our body too. And we can get physically sick if we're always overthinking, if we're always worried about what we have to do if we're always worried about what happened as the night star winding down and you put a plan into place how you gonna wind down for the night and release the stress and things that happened and things that went wrong and how you had to deal with certain emotions how you had to calm yourself in difficult situations you will be feeling much better and your emotions will be on the rise for joy and good times and contentment so with that being said stay tuned after this commercial break i will be speaking on queen esther who had to accept her emotions she had to accept her difference she had to accept a position that she wasn't even qualified for but god put her in that position so stay tuned after this commercial break Welcome back to My Two Cents with Evangelist Wallace Norris. Again, this is your fabulous host, better known as Fash Feathers. Now, I hope you guys are enjoying season six kickoff show on emotional acceptance to change your, your mood swings, right? To change your mood to joy, to contentment, so that you can move forward and get the things done that you need to get in life and be there for the people you need to be there for, especially for yourself. 
nobody wants to do nothing or they don't make nobody want to do anything good when you're feeling negative, right? When you're thinking nothing is going to work out, when you're stuck on a past pain or an angry emotion from something that happened in the past or present or things you may think that can happen in the future. When you learn to balance your emotions, accept your emotions for what they are right, then you can move forward. You can be content with what has happened. You can learn from the lessons that it taught you through every experience, whether that was relationships, careers, finances, losses, right? And you have to always remember when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. And you also have to remember that when you get down to rock bottom, right? No one is, it's nothing like going back up to the top, right? Because sometimes we got to hit that rock bottom and our emotions and our life experience so we can learn what we needed to learn so we can come back up again and regain it all. Now, how are you going to regain and be resilient and have more and better experiences, more and better finances, more and better joy? It's by learning your life lessons from what what went wrong in your life and learning how to deal with your emotions, learning how to be compromising, learning how to be open-minded, learning how to take a step back before um, reacting right before you respond so instead of just reacting take a step back and I forgot to tell you guys before the commercial break to learn how to identify your emotion when you take a step back when you need to calm down before you come up with a response right if you sit somewhere in a quiet place or even get a journal or something and write down how you're feeling you know if you don't have a therapist a life coach or a friend or a family to you feel safe that you can talk to and you feel like it's going to give you the best advice or you really don't want to share too much personal information with anyone the best person to share with is yourself and God right because God see all things so if you write in a journal how you feeling you know this situation made me feel shame this situation made me feel guilt this situation made me feel sadness and then you identify why am I feeling sad? What really happened? Is this something that I'm just imagining or coming up with? Or did I view the situation correctly? Because most of the time you do view the situation correctly, but you you labeling the emotional wrong, right? So sadness brought you something because you heard something bad or you lost something, right? It's nothing wrong with writing down what has happened to you and what emotion it is that you are feeling. So you can write it down. You can write down how it made you feel and what you're going to do to move forward. That is a step when you don't feel safe talking or sharing your intimate or your personal details with anybody else. But if you feel okay, if you have that safe spot, right, that you can speak with somebody, you have a family, a friend that's going to listen to you and give you constructive criticism and positive advice on how to move forward or get you to think about everybody in the situation, then you want to go to that person. But like I said, if you have no one, 
you and God is your best teacher, right? Because God is always for you. So with that being said, I want to speak on Queen Esther. She had to accept her being different. Not only was she different in a royal position, right? Around many women who looked at beauty on the outside instead of beauty in the inside. She was different because she was an orphan, right? She lost her family. She was raised by her uncle Mordecai, which she was connected to God, right? She is the descendant of Saul, if you all are Bible readers, which is Paul. She is in the family line of King Saul, King Paul, right? The one who attacked David. So she already came from a royal family line, but the way she was living because her family and whatever dynamics, whatever went down, but she was still looked up as royalty to God, right? And God seen her heart. God judges our heart. Once we get to our emotional healing and know that things have to change, that we have to be open-minded, that we have to not only care for ourselves, but care for people, no matter what position you in. That's why I said, if you hit rock bottom and you start making the changes you need to change, you, you start being open-minded, you start showing up to be a helping hand and not a hindrance in other people's lives, God can restore everything you lost and give you back double for your trouble like he did with Job and like he did with Queen Esther, who I'm speaking on now. So with Queen Esther already from a royal background, Mordecai, her uncle that raised her, knew that the king was looking for a new wife in his palace, right? Because his first wife, right, she was full of pride. He had probably got her from humble beginnings and they started off good, but he wanted to throw a party and show that he had a beautiful wife, right? And she cared for people. But by that time, right, she was so used to having money, royalty, and looks. She was all about herself. She didn't care about nothing. But everything everything she was going on so he decided to get rid of her now he needed a new wife they told him you need to find a virgin wife right a woman um that's gonna listen to you that's gonna do this now he had no idea that god was putting esther in place to be his wife because it was an evil plot going on in her family line which her family line was of royal descent like i told you guys she was related to king saul nobody knew that right her and mordecai was was already in the royal background and in the kingdom of God but because of her outer appearance and how she was living she had no money she was poor but she had a good heart God said we're gonna put Esther in there because God see things that we don't see right it was an evil um person in in play at that moment his name was Haman right and he was full of pride he wanted everybody to bow down to him he wasn't a compromising person he forgot just like Vashti the king's first wife, right? Forget her humble beginning. So she had to be replaced. Haman was next, right? The guy that worked for the king, he had got promoted so many times and instead of him remembering why he got promoted right because he was a helping hand for the kingdom of God for whatever relationships he was around for toward the people he let it go to his head he got full of pride and thinking that everybody had to bow down to him and anyone that don't bow down to him he was going to destroy right not only he was not only going to destroy the person that didn't bow down to him he was going to destroy their whole family God is not mentioned in the book of Esther right but God's miracles, work, and signs are all in there because she came from a spiritual background with King Saul and her uncle Mordecai who told her of spiritual things that it's about the heart, not about the looks. Now, God don't mind you taking care of your physical body, right, and looking good. 
But God cared the most about the heart. He not too fond of pretty, right? And he don't care too much about ugly. If your heart is good, then God is for you. So Esther, knowing this, she goes in not only accepting that she had no parents and she was raised by her uncle, that she was raised in the spiritual uh, journey of life while everybody else was doing, you know, other things, probably at parties and doing just different things. Esther was there reading about God, right? Praying, learning the things of the spiritual things, learning what the heart matters was. So God decides, okay, Esther been trained enough by her uncle. I'm going to put her in position because Haman, who got a position, he's taking over his position. He's taking, you know, things to the next level. He's not looking out for people just like Vashti got removed. Haman was next to get removed, right? Because he didn't care. He st he forgot about where he started from and he thought it was all about him. So God will humble you. If you read the Bible, you will know God say he exalts the humble, but he disgraces the prideful, right? So Esther come in, not only does she has to go on this beauty queen thing to be the king's next wife, right? Amongst a bunch of other virgins and beauty queens, they had to go through beauty treatments, makeup, all of these different things. That's why I said God don't mind you looking good, right? Because every person look at looks with the eyes first, but when you're spiritual, not only do you look with the eyes, the physical appearance, you look at the heart, how people show up for you, what they are doing, right? How they're trying to be a helping hand and not just all about themselves, or because I look like this, you going to do this and do that. It's just not all about the heart, right? So when Esther go in to be the, the king's next wife amongst all these other women, that's another thing she had to accept her emotions, right? Because Esther was raised differently from everybody around her. All the other women was just thinking about, oh, I'm going to look my best so I can have sex with the king. Esther in there like, you know what? I, you know, she like, no, I pray to God. God, no, I got a good heart. Now they in there going tick for tight. They ready to do whatever toward each other, right? Fight. They running the first one to get called to the king. Now Esther doing her beauty treatments because she beautiful on the outside, but in the inside too. It really didn't matter to her, right? She wasn't trying to be the first one to see him. They really, this king had to send for her. The other women was running to try to be the first one to sleep with him and show them their beauty. He had to say, what other woman is in here, right? It was Queen Esther, he had to go send for her. She sat back. She was observing. She seen that the women was not like her. They did not have a good heart, but she had to accept what God has placed her because her uncle Mordecai told her it was a great position for her and that they can bring glory back to their family name by putting her in position. Not only that, she had to hide who she was, right? That she was of royal status, that she was a spiritual person around so many people who just looked at the physical things and not the things of the heart or the spiritual things. So she's there just like, you know, being a nice person, watching them being catty and fighting each other and trying to, you know, show their body and this and that all. So when Esther goes to see the king, right, he automatically picked her. Now we don't know. We just know she was spiritual. So maybe when he started talking about different things, the other women ready to take off their clothes to sleep with him first. Esther talking about things that they can do to help the kingdom, to help other people in there. And it got his attention. He was like, wait a minute, this person, this woman is different. She not trying to sleep with me. She not trying to hurry up and take off her clothes. She coming in talking about 
the kingdom matters, right? Because he was running his whole kingdom and he needed help. Everybody knows that a man would be nothing without a, a strong woman on your side, right? To help give you wisdom, help give you a, a different perspective. So she giving him a different perspective on how to love and care for people that he was over to keep his kingdom position. That's what got his attention and that's what made her his wife. He chose Esther because of her spiritual wisdom, because of her kindness, because she was beautiful on the outside, but her heart and her goals and the things that she spoke on got his attention that he know that he needed help in that area. And it just wasn't about the sleeping thing. So Esther goes in. Now she's queen now. Now she did get used to being queen, right? But her uncle Mordecai had to let her know, don't think that you have been put in this position just so you can look good, right? Remember the God that I told you about. Remember how we fast and prayed because Haman seen Mordecai and he seen everybody bounce down to him. Mordecai wasn't doing that right. He just was outside of the gates of the kingdom house, glad to be there and just really keeping an eye on his niece because he knew she was in this high position that she she wasn't used to. She didn't have money. Now she got money and he wanted to make sure she remember her family values and her spiritual journey, right? So he keeping an eye on her from the outside. Haman looking like, okay, you not finna bow down to me. Mordecai I not bowed down to him. You know, he respected his leadership, but he ain't bow down to him and run to him like everybody else was. Because Mordecai didn't do that, now Haman wants to kill Mordecai. Not only do he want to kill Mordecai, he said he put in a decree and went to the king because the king didn't know he was talking about Mordecai because the king was cool with Mordecai, right? But he didn't know who Haman was talking about. Now, Haman was like his first or second in command. Haman goes to the king and say, it's some people that do things different from us. They don't celebrate with us. They don't do this. Now, he making up lies. He adding in different stuff. We should have them dead. So the king believing Haman got the right mindset say okay we'll do that if they doing this if they being rebellious really he just wanted somebody to uh, be his slave master. So Haman put in this decree to kill all the Jews, not only Haman, not only Mordecai, but all of Mordecai family and his whole lineage, right? Now, Haman not knowing that Queen Esther is related to Mordecai because she had to keep that a secret about her spiritual upbringing and who raised her, right? So Haman thinking he cool with the queen when she inviting them to dinner and things of that nature, but she goes to Mordecai. Mordecai tell her, this man trying to kill uh, me, you, and everybody else, he don't know we related. So if you don't fast and pray to God like I've been teaching you, right, we all are going to perish. So Esther, scared, you know, she had to deal with her emotions of fear. She had to accept her emotion of fear. She had to accept, man, I was doing so good. I got comfortable being in the queen position, not having to really do nothing, being respected. But I actually, God actually put me in this position so I can get the king's attention and so I I can save my people. Now that was fearful because she can't just because she was the king's wife, she couldn't just walk up and talk to him because in the back in their day, they held orders, right? So Esther was had to deal with fear, but she decided, you know what? 
if God put me in this position, either God going to get me out or I'm going to die trying. I don't want to see my family lineage dying. I don't want to see nobody attacking my family. And when they find out that I'm a part of the family, they can kill me too. So she said, okay, I'm going to go on a three-day fast and I'm going to pray to God. If I perish, I perish. But I'm going to go in there and talk to the king after I... Uh, do my fast and if I die just for going in there because I know he has to summons me to come talk to him but I'm just gonna go in there because this is serious so after her three-day fast Esther had to get over fear she had to get over feeling not good enough inadequacy right she had to get used to being in a royal position that she wasn't used to right she had to put in her spiritual practice on what she had learned and what she'd been told by her uncle Mordecai and she had to show bravery in the face of danger by going to the king and letting him know about this evil plan his right hand man who he thought was his friend had in place to kill her and all her family when the king found that out he like what Esther had a dinner and told the king all about this. Now, the king favored her so much. She didn't know that he didn't mind if she came without him summoning him or not. He loved her beauty on the outside. He loved her wisdom. He loved what she had been doing for the kingdom, how she was helping the people, how she wasn't a problem, how, you know, anything he asked her, she was willing to compromise and everything. So this is why the king didn't mind. But in her mind, she thinking, I can die if I go talk to the king without him summoning me. This is how respectful she was. But at this point, she like, I got to save my family. So I'm going to go ahead and talk to him after I do this fast. May God be with me, right? So when she goes in there and tell the king this, he's so shocked that Haman really is a snake. And he thought Haman was stealing his right mind, throwing things the right way. But Haman was jealous and full of pride. And in a minute, he probably would have tried to take the king's place. The king orders Haman to be hanged on the same gallow that he did, that he had in plot for Esther and her family. So without Esther's fasting, praying, bravery, accepting her difference, accepting her emotions, um, learning to move forward with all the different things she was going through, through emotional turmoil and different things of that nation, her whole family cut her parish. But we do know if you are Bible readers, God said that the pit that your enemies dig for you, they shall fall into themselves. Esther and Mordecai didn't know how God was going to do it right, but they knew that God was a miracle working God. They knew that God had put them in that position. Esther for a minute forgot about it because she had got from the slums, right, from those humble beginnings. Now she was in royalty and looking good and had the best dresses and had money. But when Mordecai came to her to remind her, this is why he stayed outside of the king's palace to let her know, don't forget why you here, right? Don't forget what I told you. Don't forget you have to stay close to God. Don't forget to keep your good heart, right? Because that's how you will get blessed. So that's why her uncle stayed close to her. And she had to face danger, inadequacy, believing she wasn't worth it, right? Dealing with all different type of insecurities, but she accepted her emotions. She still moved forward with her goals and her plans even if she had to die she had to come up with this decision i'm gonna move forward i'm not about to let this 
keep me up all night. I'm a fast and pray and give it over to God. God search my heart. He'll know that I mean the right thing and God will rule in my favor. So sometimes we never know what God is doing in our emotional turmoil or when different relationships and things go wrong or people we feel like are at a higher status than us that look low on us. But with God on your side, right? And you working on your emotional well-being and you're hoping and wishing the best thing, God will stand up and fight for you. So the pit your enemies dig for you, they shall fall into themselves. This is the end of my show for today. I hope you guys enjoyed season six, episode one show. If you need a life coach, you can book me at keepmedifferent.com. I also sell clothing and just a host of different other things. God bless until next week. So the song says, mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe, because yes, we can see it, that wonders are still what you do. I love this when y'all, it says, and bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe. Yes, we can see that wonders are still what you do.